in and welcome back for another Brain Coach Tip. I'm Jan Bedell, the Little Giant Steps Brain Coach. Thank you for spending your valuable time here at BrainCoachTips.com. There are more and more families seeking help for their children to function better emotionally, behaviorally, as well as academically. I believe there are many reasons for this increase in demand, some of which we'll actually discuss today. One way to be informed about the pitfalls our society has unknowingly put in place through our cultural practices and how to avoid these pitfalls is to listen to some of the previous Brain Coach Tips podcasts. These episodes have been on a wide range of subjects over the last year. So whether you have a gifted, typically developing, or challenged child in your home, there's something here for everyone. Because, let's face it, everyone has a brain, and that brain can work better if you just know some simple ways to give specific stimulation that will result in better function. In addition to developmental aspects that help our brains to work better, we need to look at the possibility of metabolic interference in our bodies. In other words, when the chemistry of the body is working the way it should, and feeding the brain with the fuel it needs to function the way it's designed to, all is well. If there is interference from heavy metals that come from a variety of sources like mercury fillings and other environmental sources, brain function is compromised. The chemical reactions in the body, if off, not only cause foggy thinking and sensory issues, but set up the body to have difficulty fighting off disease. If you know someone that is having some issues with their immune system like frequent colds, eczema, heavy metal toxicity, candida, autoimmune issues, please encourage them to set up a free metabolic consultation with me. To start the process, send an email to office at littlegiantsteps.com. Put metabolic consultation in the subject line and we'll begin the process of scheduling that free consult for you or your friend. Metabolic issues can be huge, but the neurodevelopmental approach, which I have studied and implemented over 25 years, is also huge in its ability to help a person function better. With the knowledge you gain from the study of the neurodevelopmental approach for life, you can hold the key to releasing your family's full potential. I say the whole family because it's never too late to help a person's brain work better. So even if you're an adult and have struggled with some of these things all your life, there's hope for change. Because there are so many families searching for answers for their children, I'm asking you to please share braincoachtips.com with someone you know. You just never know when you might be answered prayer for someone you didn't even know was struggling. So remember, braincoachtips.com. For your friends. Over all these years of helping families incorporate the neurodevelopmental approach through the Little Giant Steps products and programs, this has proven to me that we are on the right track of bringing hope and help. Be sure to sign up for the newsletter on the homepage at littlegiantsteps.com. That short newsletter that you get provides more neurodevelopmental tips as well as discounts for product. Little Giant Steps also has many free articles and tremendous resources available there at littlegiantsteps.com. We continue to receive reports of amazing results and changes in people's lives. If you have a topic that you would like us to discuss here at Brain Coach Tips, 
please email that request to office at littlegiantsteps.com and put in the subject line, Raincoach Tips Topics. And I'll try to work those answers into the next podcast. Now, to give you a preview of next week's topics, I will give you strategies to help with long-term memory. It is so frustrating, I know, when you teach something and you think it really is in that little brain and it doesn't seem to come out at the appropriate time. So next week, I'll give you ways to strengthen that long-term memory. Now let's focus our attention on the topic for today, which is preschool essentials. If you haven't listened to the podcast about zero to four, the pivotal years, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to that as well. But this is an area that is really of interest to me because early on, I actually majored in child development and I was a kindergarten teacher. So I just love that age. That's the age of my grandchildren right now, kindergarten and preschool. So I just love helping to help homeschool them as well. You really have an opportunity in these preschool years and kindergarten years to set your child up for success in life and in school. Instead of looking at book learning or curriculum kind of things, as a neurodevelopmentalist, we look at the whole child, how the information comes in through the tactile system and how it's interpreted by the brain. If your child is dealing with some of the sensory issues that cause the tags to bother them and certain clothes and they don't like their shoes and all of those kinds of things are irritating them, kind of overwhelming the sensory system, you know how important this is. But this is something that can be normalized over over time. And if you start early, it really helps. Now, we don't only look at the tactile system. We look at the auditory How is information coming in through that auditory system so it's working efficiently and where the child can follow directions and stay on task and all those things you need them to do when they're in school. So if you work on that when they're younger, then that part is a breeze when you start formal education. We also look at the visual system. How is the brain getting the information from the visual system and is it distorted or not? We look at the manual. The first thing that you want to look at there is handedness. We're going to go into each one of these things and broaden your understanding of all of these, but how the fine motor works and how they're working with their hands. Then we're going to look at the language. So how is the child being able to bring out language. This is one of the outputs. You know, if it comes in good, then it's going to come out good. We look at that area as far as articulation and just expressive language. We also look at mobility, which is a huge, huge aspect of development that, especially in the preschool years, that is so vital for a person's function throughout their life. Let's break each one of these down and give you some practical things that you can do within each of these areas for your preschooler. Let's look at the tactile system first. When the child is a baby, you can do some little deep massage with them by pressing on their fingers, their hands, their arms, and we just kind of play with Kaylee. You know, we we say the part of the body 
whether it's a finger that we're pressing on, we say finger, 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 as we're pressing on each part of her finger, the joints and in between the joints, and then into the hand and say hand, 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 and then arm, 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 and she's giggling all over the place with that. So fingertips to shoulders and toes to hips is what you want to do as far as squeezing on them to help them get that sense of deep pain. Now, if they're older, you can just take your whole hand and press, hold, release. Press, hold, release on each part of their arm. You want to get each finger by itself into the hand and then up the arm on the outside and on the inside. These are techniques that help to normalize the pain. Like if they're too rough with their siblings or something like that, it will really help them recognize their brain go, oh, I am pressing too hard. You want to have rich texture environments for them too. Have the little ones go out into the grass and play in the leaves and get in the sand and feel the bark on the trees. All those kinds of sensory input that you can give them. You can also have little squares of material that have different textures. So you might have a real silky texture and a rough like burlap and corduroy and different things like that that will help give them that sensory input. So you do that on their arms and their legs and just rub them a little bit. It's great to do at the changing table and if you do this when they're little then you don't have those issues later on with tags and that kind of thing. You can also do smells. This is part of our tactile system is getting smells in and so just having them smell different types of things along the way will help develop that. Then they're not as picky eaters and uh, they can enjoy smells along the way as well. Now when we look at the auditory, what can we do there? You can play some games just as you're meeting them in the hallway, as they're playing in the bathtub. If you're meeting them in the hallway, your little preschooler, what you would do is just tell them to touch different part, body parts. So you might say touch head, knee, and they touch their head and their knee in that order. And that means they can do two as far as processing. And you just praise them and it's such a fun game for them to do that they like playing that game with you. Now when they can do two really well, then you give them two and then give them one more. This is called a bridge. So you would say touch head, knee, tummy. You leave a little space in between like I just did and then they take their hand and do that. Now if they're not doing it very well then you can take their hand and model it for them. Don't say anything while you're doing it. Say it and then do it. The same thing can be done in the bathtub where you have little objects sitting on the edge of the tub and you say okay maybe there's four objects up there and you say Make them swim in this order. Whale, duck, frog. And then you have them push them into the water and play that kind of game. This is so great in developing their processing. You will reap major benefits from this. For a preschooler, we have a free test kit at littlegiantsteps.com. Just go on there and request that from the store. It's free and you'll know how to test for this and it'll give you some ideas on what to do as well. 
Now, with your preschooler, it's important to get them by the time they're five, you want them to be able to do a five-digit span. So you can get that kit as well, the free test kit. Order all the different ones you want, the auditory and the visual ones, so that you know how to do this, testing for it. The reason why you want them to be able to do at least a five is phonics requires them to hold pieces of information together. So you're really setting them up to fail if you just give them sounds and you don't build this processing where they can hold the pieces together to get that word back out. Now visually, you're wanting to look at the eyes, whether they work well. So you can take a little finger puppet or something, hold it about 18 inches from the bridge of their nose and do some tracking and make sure both eyes are tracking together. And then bring the little finger puppet in toward their nose and tell them to watch, 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 watch. You should see those eyes coming in together. And then as you move it back out, they should go out together. So that is very important for the eyes to work together. The other thing you want to do is work on visual sequential processing. And at Little Giant Steps, there's visual object sequences which are cards you can use that have matches and it explains a couple of different games that you can play so that they understand this visual sequencing. So they're starting it from the left and moving to the right and visually remembering what they saw. Now can you imagine that this is very important for reading as well because it starts training the eyes to go from left to right and also to quickly pick up that information and remember it. Another thing that you might want to work on with the visual is visual discrimination. We have a game called Visual Discrimination at Little Giant Steps. It's a fun game to play because all the cards, there's 12 different cards, but they look very similar. So you hold up a large card that matches one of the ones that's down on the table, and they have to find it as quick as they can. There's level one, two, and three that have different degrees of difficulty with numbers, using numbers, and then levels four, five, and six have words. And oftentimes they're similar words that start with the first two or three letters that are the same, and they have to discriminate quickly what that is. So that's a fun game for four and five-year-olds. Even if they can't read the words, they can discriminate that and that starts that process that will really help them. The other thing you want to do visually is make sure they have good visual sequential processing. So you can use that with the cards that I talked about just a minute ago, or you can use it with numbers. And remember that free kit to tell you about that is at littlegiantsteps.com on the store. Now let's look at manual function. This is your handedness. It's important for you not to influence a child's hand. So when they're just little in preschool, three, four, and even two-year-olds, you want to have everything at the midline for them. Their crayons, their cup, their fork, everything's at the midline so they can choose which hand because that is genetic and if you influence it the wrong way, you are going to have a lot of difficulty or that child is gonna have a lot of difficulty and that's going to cause you difficulty. Because this is genetic, we need to make sure we do lots of lower level movement that I'm going to talk about in just a minute with the mobility so that they can bring out that true genetic dominance. 
If you have somebody left-handed in the family, just be real careful about influencing their hand. Now, another thing you want to do is really help their cortical opposition. That means the index finger and thumb coming together. One way you can do this is to break those little crayons or the ones that are broken that you usually throw away. Those are the ones you want to keep. See if they can be about three quarters of an inch long. I mean, really little. And the only way that you can hold a crayon that small is with that cortical opposition and the three finger grasp that you're looking for when they start to write. So if you have them do that a lot, this is just preparing them for correct pencil grasp later on. You can use other fine motor activities like light bright, where they pick up the tiny little peg and they have to poke it in the hole, small Legos, and you know other things, bean transfer, where you have several different kinds of beans and they're sorting them and only using their index finger and thumb. This really helps. Also to help with hand strength, your hand needs to be strong to be able to do a pencil grasp. We've done this with all of our grandchildren, and Kaylee is no exception. She's 11 months old, and if you say, do you want up? She just puts both hands up so that she can wrap her fingers around our thumb, and we pull her up gently. You know, you're not jerking so that you're not damaging any shoulders or anything. You're just building that arm strength and the hand strength by her being lifted, her own, lifting her own body weight with her fingers. Of course, you support them so they don't slip off. It's not a dangerous thing at all. But if you do that many times a day, over time, this builds that in just your normal walk of life. And then they don't have trouble later on. If they're a little bit older, what you want to do is have them hang from a bar. Our goal is for a whole minute to hang on to the bar. The language aspect is mainly for a preschooler, you want to provide a rich language environment. So one thing you can do for little bitty guys is you just narrate everything you do. Spoon in the bowl, take a bite, open the refrigerator, turn the page on the book. All the things that you're doing, you just narrate what you're doing. They get that whether they're giving that back to you at that age or not. They they're not going to, but as you get the information in, it's going to come out later on. You want to constantly reinforce proper grammar. You know, those little things they say are cute now, but cute doesn't last very long. So you just want to say, if they said, I wear it, then you say, oh yes, I wore it. That's how you say it. And you just correct them in the whole course of having a conversation with them. You want to read to them a lot and explain as you read. Instead of just reading the words, explain what's going on in the language that's being used or in the picture. You want to always try to use high vocabulary when you talk to your children, no matter what age they are. And then you just define as you go. Now, one example is we say, okay, we're going to do that efficiently. And then immediately we just say, that's doing it well without a lot of effort, a lot of work. And so you can really make a difference in their vocabulary by doing that kind of thing. Mobility is that lower level organization of the brain that is vital for success in academics and, and really in life in general. It helps you organize your thoughts, 
your work around you, everything. Now that comes from cross pattern movement and the best cross pattern movement is on the floor. So it's great to play games like belly crawling to a target. You know, you have some kind of game where they're having a race or they go to a certain place and pick up something and take it somewhere else. Crawling on the belly and then creeping on their hands and knees, pretending to be some kind of animal or something. That usually works really well. Now, one thing you may have heard me talk about before is early learning foundations. This is what I actually did. I took all of these areas of neurodevelopment and I put them in a curriculum, a neurodevelopmental curriculum called Early Learning Foundations. Level one is for three to four-year-olds. Level two is for five-year-olds, mainly kindergarten level. And level three is first, second grade. As far as math concepts are added into that, but it's basically just how do you get all of these things to work well? The language, the fine motor, the mobility. It gives you exercises and activities to do with those children that are that, that age. So when your little guy says, where's my school? You just say, oh, that's what I could do. And in these little pockets of your time, two minutes here, one minute here, then you can prepare them to have a really good foundation for learning their academics. Wow, I've got so much to share with you in so little time. That's all the time I have for you today, but I hope that I've helped you in your journey toward understanding how the preschool years are so important and you can make a difference there. Remember about the free metabolic consultations that are available. Just email office at littlegiantsteps.com to get started on that. Next week, I'll be talking about enhancing your long-term memory. This will be how you can help your brain store information efficiently. You can find us at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. You can also follow us on Pinterest for many ideas that align up with the neurodevelopmental approach. I am Jan Bedell dash brain coach on Pinterest. I have lots of preschool ideas for you there, including many fun motor type activities that I think you'll find very fun. We also have great questions and answer opportunities on Facebook, so look for us there. I just want to encourage you to stay tuned to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio, where you'll receive more brain coach tips to make life and learning easier. In the meantime, please visit our sponsor, littlegiantsteps.com. They are dedicated to equipping you as parents so that your children can reach their full potential. Remember, neurodevelopment is a dynamic approach to life at any age. So think differently. The solution is not in the problem. Until next week, it's the Brain Coach signing off.